Welcome to Board Gamers Anonymous, a podcast about gamers and the insane fun we have at the table together. This is Anthony. This is Dan. This is Kim. Hey, this is Chris. Welcome to episode 19, and Happy New Year, if you're listening to this before New Year's, and if you're not... Well, we wish you had a Happy New Year. Exactly. Welcome to the New Year. It is 2014, and this is our first episode, maybe, of the New Year. Um, we're actually going to be switching things up a little bit moving forward. We're going to go to a every other week schedule after this one. So we're hoping that we'll, through this new schedule, be able to provide you with more content, more interviews, and more game reviews. Yeah, I know Dan's talking about doing a lot more videos. It's going to give us a little more time to do some videos, which are awesome. We have a lot of fun with those. Yeah, and we want to try to like get a couple of different segments. Like, I love HeroClick, so I want to get a little something exploring more of that. And then we were talking about like even like videos of like showing like a sample play of a few games instead of a full drawn out tutorial because sometimes you don't have fifty eight minutes to learn how to play something. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I figure if we record once every couple weeks, it'll give us more time to play, try more new games. We now have like. 20-some-odd games to get through after Christmas. Oh, yeah. I've so. got a berserk pile. Dan's pile's ridiculous. It might be as tall as him. <laughs> <laughs> so, that'll be... So, the next episode will be up in two weeks. Um, and it'll be the same schedule every weekend. But it's going to be spread out a little bit more. And, uh, yeah, definitely keep an eye on the YouTube channel, too. So, today what we wanted to do is we're going to talk about some of our favorite games of 2013. This is the thing everybody does this time of year. They go through all their uh, stuff they played, all the stuff they had a chance to check out. They uh, point out their favorites. So we're each going to give two or three of our favorites, personally. And then um, we actually recorded this last week. We opened some gifts um, from each other. So we go through it. So this you is can... the future part of the podcast, and you'll be able to jump to the past. The past. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the time travel episode. So, uh, you know, we talked about the embargo all month. So the embargo was lifted, and you can listen to it live. <laughs> <laughs> But um, first, first we want to talk about our favorite games of 2013. At the table this week. Obviously, it's been a lot of great games. We've done almost 20 episodes. We've talked about a lot of stuff we loved. So these are some of the ones that stood out the most from that period of time and the eight months before that when we were not recording because there was a lot of good games early in the year, too. All right, so who wants to go first? Well, me, it's Chris. You go first. Well, this year has been a great year for gaming, and we had an opportunity to really try out some great games down at our local Myriad, Staten Island. And so starting off, I guess I'm going to go with my number three choice. Coup is a recent Kickstarter game that I got a chance to pick up, and you have your two characters which have influence in that universe in charge of the government. And basically what you're trying to do is guess what your other opponent's characters have, make them lose their influence, and the last person standing wins. What's really fun about this game is the artwork is great, the card quality is great, and it plays very quick with a lot of people. It's something you should definitely check out, especially if you're interested in the Resistance universe or just want to kind of have a nice, quick, bluffing, card action kind of play game. By the way, I like how you say uh, make them lose their influence when you do it through assassinations and political overthrowments. <laughs> it's kind of a difference between losing influence and being murdered in your sleep. But, you know, it's going <laughs> to... We don't like to use those political words. <laughs> they, were just, they were persuaded to leave the mortal coil. He's not so much an assassin as he is a uh, mortal diplomat. <laughs> a wordsmith we have here. <laughs> What about you, Kim? What's your uh, number three? Um, I would have to say my number three would be Tanto Quarry, the romantic vacation expansion that just came out. It is not 
family friendly. But for some of those guys who like those really hot anime chicks, I think this is the game for you. Especially if you like Dominion, because it's way better than Dominion. Yeah, I mean, uh, regardless of the theme, I still say Tantaquari is the better Dominion. A lot of the same mechanics, but ten times faster. And it's good, it's nice to look at. It's pretty, and you're not... I haven't played a game of Tantaquari where I can just win just by buying one card because in Dominion yeah, every could. game I won because I always bought those points those yeah, point you, cards you can't do the gold rush you can't do that I'm buying sure. coins I'm buying coins now I win Yeah. you know Tantaquari you gotta do a little more strategy so that's pretty good especially since you can play it on the iPad now Ooh, still a fun, fun game so my number three was gonna be bootleggers but I was regretfully informed that didn't come out this year mm-hmm. so the closest thing to bootleggers that did come out this year nothing personal it's another fun game where you don't have to be bound by the promises you make to each other. I still remember the infamous Chris incident of, give me that card for nine bucks. Yeah, I'm not going to pay you for that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it came at me, bro. That's all I have to say. <laughs> there was retribution there. <laughs> yeah, oh, big time. I remember that one bad. But, uh, I mean, that game is still fun. I still love just, you know, the laughs that we get out of the game, the nonstop backstabbing, making threats, you know sending people to prison because of uh, too much reputation, and the Young Turks expansion just came out for that. So, you know, you got a couple more guys and a couple more cards to play, so it definitely boosts up the fun on that one, too. I actually feel bad because when we played it, I tried on the capo ring, and it couldn't fit. I'm like, oh, I don't feel like a real capo. <laughs> My ring doesn't fit. Yeah, like anytime you looked at the board, Huge. you just heard that thud from the phone <laughs> off the <your> hand. <laughs> Does it fit on your thumb? No. Barely. <laughs> it is a big ring. I'm pretty sure it's like size 13 or something like that. Because it, it barely fits <laughs> on you guys. It's like those rings you get in the hero clicks. Those giant yeah, right. <laughs> it's one of those once one ring size fits all. Yeah, give it to George. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, nothing personal is awesome. I gotta get that out again. Yeah, I, I, especially now that the Young Turks came out, I wanna, I'm kind of fiending to play it again. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's, on the, it's in the queue, I guess. I've got enough games in the queue. We gotta get Miley to play it. Yeah, Milo made a great capo. Yeah, he was great. <laughs> I just like the maybe this is a deal you don't want to make. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> maybe you won't for a few dollars. <laughs> that was great. Yeah, I don't think you realize what you're negotiating. <laughs> you want to have the right people playing this game. Oh, yeah. yeah. It it could be kind of family friendly, but not so often. So having the right group for this game is extremely important. Otherwise it tends to break down and people tend to cry and yeah, it gets ugly fast. Yeah, so... So ugly so fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as we've learned. <laughs> All right, so my number three is uh, a Kickstarter game that I picked up in October, Canterbury. I have a lot of fun with this game. Um, you know, some people don't like it because you look at the board and it just looks like a spreadsheet, but i got to say, like, you got to play the game because as long as you're not keeping score, it's a ton of fun. <laughs> and I... And I enjoy keeping score, so play with me, and you'll have a ton of fun. <laughs> uh, but the, you know what? Like that game was fast. It's yeah. it's not a three hour game. Like it may not be like rich and like you know stylized and everything, but it's a fun euro, a lot of strategy, and it it is not bogged down by overcomplicated time and turns. And it's so carefully balanced and polished, and you really don't get stuck in those AP moments because. Despite how much is there, there's a lot less options than you think there are, but there are enough to differentiate each gameplay. I don't know. I like it a lot. If I'm going to play a game with zero luck involved, this is at the top of my list. I think the challenge with this game is when you look at it, it's intimidating. You know, you look at the front, you're like, I kind of recognize this. And you look at the back, you're like, 
whoa, this is a lot of pieces, seems like a lot of moving parts. But as Anthony said, once you sit down and play the actual game itself, you are going to be shocked by how incredibly fast this game moves. Because usually when you sit down and play a Euro, you're going to have AP, your head's going to hurt a little bit, and that's almost sometimes part of the fun. When you sit down and play Canterbury, it has a Sudoku type of look to it, and almost like a mechanic like... You know, this this water goes here, so therefore it impacts this other section, so I can put, you know, a farm here. So, surprisingly, there isn't really a lot of AP, and it plays quicker and quicker as the end comes up, and there's a lot of ways to score in that game. So, by the end of the game, you really feel like you accomplished something. You really built something, something significant. Yeah, definitely. And it's, honestly, you know, I haven't gotten out as much as I'd like to just because of the sheer volume of games that came out at the end of the year. And that because of the complex look of it, it's not a game you can just play with the family. Um, you yeah. give them a pile of games and say, pick one, it's, they're not going to pick this game unless I really pitch it. But it's a lot of fun, and it's definitely one of my favorites this year. I think it it could almost fit. I know this is going to sound a little bit crazy, but it almost could fit like in terms of a Euro, like a Euro filler. Because it's almost like once everyone is up to speed with the game, you can throw this down and maybe in 45 minutes kind of blow through it really quickly without even knowing. Like, it just feels fast. It feels like you don't know where the time went when you play this game. It almost plays so quickly that, okay, we're, we're done. We kind of blew through that. That was, that was fun. It kind of, kind of got things geared up. And one thing I noticed, too, is like whenever we like shown somebody that game... People took to it a lot faster than you would anticipate for a Euro. Yeah. Normally in a Euro, it takes you to be losing badly to go, oh, that's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. Well, because there's a lot of rules, but there's not a lot of mechanics. Yeah. And everything's intuitive. So when you see it, you're like, well, of course it works like that. And that's the thing. Once somebody sees you breaking around, they're like, all right, cool. I like, square two fifty points with that. All right, let me try this. Oh, okay. It needs this first. All right, then I'll build this here. People picked that game a lot quicker than you would anticipate considering how scary it looks. So... Um, my number two is a Stefan Feld game because he's doing amazing this year and it has to be Bruges um, this is a great game and you know it's a great game at least for me is when you finish the game you've just now lost and you are so excited to jump right back and play again you may lose a second time and you're still even more excited to kind of jump back in again and play um, a lot of good moments in this game there's a couple of different things you can do you can build canals um, you can build part of the city, but mostly you're playing with um, a deck of really interesting different characters that kind of kind of build up. So one power kind of moves into the other, which moves into the other. And it's a very light Euro, at least for me. I don't feel that it's really that hard AP-wise. You're going to make a couple of decisions, but four players, you kind of sit down, you play through it, you have a lot of fun, you kind of get in and out without kind of you know breaking anybody down, at least on the AP-wise. So, a lot of fun. Bruges. So, Kim, what's your number two? I'd have to say Crossmasters. I'm not... I never thought I was a huge miniature fan, but after seeing that, especially since it's chibi characters, I had to own it before I played it. And then when I played it, I loved it, because not only do you have the chibi miniatures, but you also have 3D terrain. terrain boxes you can put down trees and you have gold tokens you can put around um i really enjoyed it i think many people who are into the miniature settings like D and warhammer war machine depending like i it it's a little bit of a throwback when you look at it like chibis you're like 
uh, maybe my girlfriend would play this. But when I when I brought it out to Dan, he looked at it. He was like, eh, I don't know. And then when we played it, he really liked it and he wanted to play it again. So I think anyone who's in the miniature setting would really like this game. Yeah, it's definitely a fun game. And, I mean, that game has, without a doubt, the best tutorial book I ever saw in my life. Like, I love that in the book they have the maps, they teach you how to play the game, you learn everyone that's in that box, so you are ready to go. There's, like, no surprises. You don't have to constantly go back because you already played a little mini board using those people. So you get very familiar with your characters. There's, like, 40 characters in all, I think, now with the expansions that are out. So the game definitely does have a nice, like, variety to it. And it came painted. You don't have to paint yeah. them. Painted minis is a huge bonus nowadays. So what's your number two... My number two game is definitely uh, Bruges. It's one of the easiest games to teach. It's super fun, very accessible, simple components, but, man, I, I can play that game over and over all day and just still have a blast with it. And, uh, and i got to give a major thanks to Chris to introduce me to this game. <laughs> when I first saw it, I was like, man, that looks like whatever. Then I played it, I'm like, more, more, play again. We play again now, yes. <laughs> and even your sister liked it too, right? Yeah, I mean, I have yet to show that game to anybody that hasn't liked it. I mean, people that never played Euros before are just like, oh, this is awesome. Because there's so much you can do in the game. Yeah, it really kind of combines a lot of different mechanics with the cards. So you have that worker placement mechanic. You have the actions, action roles that you're selecting. And you're really building up the city in a really interesting way. I know when I first played it, I wanted to do everything. I wanted to build the canals, I wanted to collect the people, and go up on their reputation rank. But that's really hard to do all three of those and sure. still win the game. That's why like, I got like 20-something points. I think the game. first game you got like 17. <laughs> and you're like, what happened? But she's, she did collect the most colored meeples. So. Yeah, she had 86 workers. <laughs> you know what it is? I, I knew they didn't do anything at the end, yet for some reason I'm like, more, more. I need more, more. She was, she was building an army to take over yeah. Bruges. She was trying to like... You have your game, I have mine. She wants to have all the workers so we couldn't do anything anymore for the rest of the <laughs> It's going to be a union strike. <laughs> apparently, apparently I was Unoing it. <laughs> I think you were. So about you, Anthony, what's your number two? My number two, uh, it's not Bruges, so we're not going to keep the streak going. Oh, <laughs> uh, Bruges! It's a game we all like. It's the Duke. Well, at least Chris and I, we've played. Yes. Um, we have not actually gotten you to play it. Yet. I haven't played it, but I But you'll like it. It, it sounds awesome. You'll both like it. It's mm-hmm. awesome. The Duke is great, man. It's like, it's easily replaced chess as my go-to two-player game. If we're going to whip out a two-player game real quick and just play it like me and my wife or just a friend over to the house, the Duke's 20, 30 minutes. You can set up scenarios. It's got the random element to it, which chess doesn't have, so the game's always a little different. You're almost solving a puzzle every time you pull a piece out. How do I use this? And also, you got those cool little pieces that you can make your own. Exactly. Yeah, that playtime sounds like the most appealing factor. I like the idea that you can knock out like two games in an hour. Yeah, I mean, it can go long. I've seen people go long. Yeah, I mean, any game can, given the right circumstance. But as a general, that's always a huge bonus. Yeah. Now, if I pull out one of those blank tiles and just turn it into a nuke. <laughs> <laughs> it's everything. Yeah, all pieces go by. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, the Duke is awesome. Um, this is a game I'm going to probably play every week or two for the foreseeable future. Because it's just something I can whip out real quick when I play a game. Yeah, I agree with everything you said there. It definitely replaces chess for me as well. I remember growing up playing chess, and you kind of go in there with this big strategy, the offense, the defense, what you're going to play, how you're going to play it, and you really don't, you really almost don't even need to play the game. But when you play Duke, you do have that option of having um, 
different tiles going into the bag so you can really kind of select what type of game you want to play. And there's also scenarios that you can play in the game too, which is really great. It plays quick, it plays fun, it gives people a chance with that random deck building type of element where you're pulling out new pieces and putting them into play. It's a lot of fun, it's really quick and simple, like chess should be, at least on some level, yeah. that you should be more accessible where there shouldn't be such a gap between somebody who you know, is a grandmaster and somebody who just wants to play. Because someone who's an experienced chess player, there's no competition with someone who's just starting to play the game. At least with the Duke, you actually have some sort of opportunity to pull a lucky tile and put it into play in a really smart way. Great components, little little box, which is awesome. Great game. Yeah, it's fantastic, and it's it might be out of print right now, but I'm sure they'll get it back in. Um, this was actually a Kickstarter too, right? Yeah. Well, so. I, I gotta say, I'm not typically a fan of the abstract games, and this is one I actually like. Yeah. So I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, definitely. And I, I really want to get these scenarios out. I've picked up all the expansions. I've only used maybe one. So there's three plus. I need to make our custom tiles. Sure. To play BGA style. All right, so uh, let's get to the number ones. Chris, what is your number one for 2013? And now, my number one pick for 2013. No drum roll? Nothing? All right, that's, that's okay. Wow. I'm going to come back up because it's right there. My music expense is really loud. <laughs> <laughs> so my number one pick um, comes from Christopher Guild and our best friend in the world, Andrew Parks. Star Trek Attack Wing. Now, as a Star Trek fan, I have to admit, when I first saw this game, I was excited and then gravely disappointed with the paint job and the crafting of the miniatures. That kind of broke my heart a little bit. You know, you watch the shows, you collect the figures and the ships over the years, and it really means something personal to me growing up as a Trekkie, my families are Trekkies, and having the opportunity to meet, you know, some of these great stars over the years. And to look at the ships, you're like, oh, this is, you know, really? I can't. Oh, you guys are killing me. What are you doing here? And just by chance, how I kind of got myself worked into this, I've really enjoyed Star Trek Attack Wing tremendously. Um, the miniatures, at least the detail quality, is not bad. The paint job is frightening. But uh, as you can look at Board Game Geek or a lot of, you know, sites, people are repainting the ships. Which is not the end of the world, although it's still a little disappointing in comparison to um, Star Wars X-Wing miniatures. Now, the game itself has a lot of interesting gameplay because of the cards. So, unlike Star, Star Wars X-Wing miniatures, where you have a couple of cards that kind of are kind of locked into the ships, Star Trek actually has captains, it has equipment, it has weapons, it has crew, it has all these additional resources that you can use in the game, so you can really build a very interesting crew, and probably what's most fun about this game and setup is it's incredibly thematic. So when you look at the game, and you look at a ship, you're like, oh, I kind of remember that ship. I was from a certain episode. You look at the cards, here are the actual characters who were on that ship, in that episode, and their abilities match that episode. So it just blows me away with how thematic this game actually is. Can Dwarf be a captain in one of the ships? <laughs> Yeah, Dwarf is now a captain, so... Um, but, you know, if you have Dwarf in play, um, he he's unique, so you can't have more than one Dwarf, unfortunately. And he also gets plus two against the Elven ships. <laughs> I was going to say, how does he reach the steering wheel? 
I see. I guess it Chris, like um, like all the things that you like in the attack wing. That's why I'm kind of curious if you would actually like dig Malifaux too, even though it's a you know a fancy instead of like the sci-fi set style. The units have a lot of that customization too, where you're choosing like skill sets and abilities and everything else. Like, so in other words, instead of having a fifty thousand unit army, you're having less pieces, but there's more customization to each of those pieces. Sure. I mean, it's it's. It's an amazing game. You take a look at some of the miniature players where they have Warhammer, War Machine, just these epic, beautiful pieces on the board. And there's just, it's massive. And I can imagine the amount of time that goes into painting and set them up and all the skills and abilities and tape measures going left and right. And Star Trek Attack Wing and and Star Wars X-Wing miniatures kind of shrink this down to something that's more manageable. Yeah. Although... More customization on the individual instead of the, you know, vast. I kind of like that. Oh. Although it's a little harsh when you kind of make a wrong turn, you fly out of the universe, and <laughs> no. that's kind of rough. But uh, I just still love you bumped into a planet at one point. Of that. <laughs> Excuse me, Earth. You get a little lost up the side. Like, no, you blew up. Hitting an asteroid is just as devastating as hitting Venus. <laughs> so that'd be my number one pick: Star Trek Attack Wing. Great game. So, Kim, what's your number one pick? And now, Kim's number one. <laughs> My number one, even though it hasn't, the game hasn't technically come out this year, um, would have to be the Summon Wars, the faction packs that came out, uh, Phoenix Elves, Tundra Orcs, Dwarves Goblins, Fallen Kingdoms, and the Vanguard. I personally like the Phoenix Elves, because, um, I don't know, I like Elves. That that precise thing where you don't roll, you just hit. Yeah. (laughs) Not too annoying. (laughs) A little flock of phoenixes. Wham, wham, wham. Oh, sweet. You just hit me without even rolling? Cool. I love that. All my guys are dying. (laughs) Just take a mechanic out of the game. (laughs) And you won't have those moments where you roll a dice and you got two ones. You're like, how does that happen? That's not supposed to happen. (laughs) Is is that the first female summoner? Um, No. 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 um, Oh, you had the one The Benders. No, the Vanguard. Vanguard. The Vanguard did, and he- uh, she's a healer. Yeah. Vendors. Yeah, Vendors, I believe, did too. That's the first one I played with Dan and uh, beat his booty. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. It was like nine games before I got my first win on her. And what's great is when Anthony and his wife played, his wife also beat Anthony. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know, man. It's definitely not. We're cool. not representing. We got. We got to do two on two. I know. We got to practice, right? <laughs> oh, filth and fallen kingdom. Win, win, win. <laughs> See, and I would have gotten five consecutive wins if, on the fifth one, he didn't have to eat my walls. Wait, what do you mean you would have gotten five? You got like nine in a row. No, like, I got four. Ridiculous. <laughs> I got four, and I was supposed to get my fifth, but you destroyed my walls, and I couldn't summon anything. I remember, I didn't beat you until I got that mercenary pack in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That was awesome. She's like, wait, I didn't know you could do that. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I love the fact that Summoner Wars is keeping this game going by releasing those second summoner packs. It's really cool to see. I'm actually wondering if after they do all the second summoners, if they're going to throw out, like, even more reinforcement packs, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the they probably have new factions on the horizon too, but they put it on hold. They were pumping them out for a while. Yeah, even if they had like introduced like a new battle board. See, that would be cool. Like you a know? new board. We talked about this before, I think. Yeah. Or if they find a way to put scenarios on the board, you drop mountains down or something. You know, some way to make the game have components to go against the players. Well, I don't know. Like, if they drop down mountains, then it's going to be like those other games, like Puppet Wars, where oh, Line of Sight now has to take effect, which. <laughs> Just yeah, seems yeah. kind Plus, of I mean, more involving. 
every side does have a fixed starting area, so that key center part would have to always be the same. That's true. Otherwise, you might not be able to play certain styles. Yeah, the size of that grid makes it hard to actually mess with it, but... Yeah. Don't try to change a great man, man. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I'm losing it! <laughs> I don't know what. <laughs> well, like, uh, no, but, uh, the one thing I also would love to see, though, is if Plant Hack can just re-release those uh, special summoner dice that they put out for, like, two hours. Man, they print them for, like, they must print, like, ten of them. By the time you sent the text message, they were sold out. Yeah. Like, I, I was in the middle of work, and I'm like, what? Now, buy now. They were gone just like that, and I haven't seen them in since, man. Yeah. I want those so bad. Yeah, and if you go and ask them, like in the forums, they're like, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll print some more yeah. soon. Come on, play that. Send it back our way. <laughs> I want them. <laughs> we'll review them. Yeah. I'm not really playing the Fallen Kingdom unless I have six of those special style dice <laughs> that will overall ones when I'm trying to kill you anyway. <laughs> Ridiculous. <laughs> so my number one is, you know, I was looking over the collection, but... I kind of knew it before I even chose, man. It was Amerigo all the way. It's like my favorite game of the year, favorite Christmas present of the year. That game is awesome. Still love it. Still like in deep mourning that I didn't get the Kickstarter set. Oh, my God, I want those islands and those other tiles. They'll be out eventually, man. Like 10 years from now. Really? The game's been out for a month. It's been a month. <laughs> you know my luck, though, man. It's going to be like I'm in like some crippling car accident where like when you pull the plug. You're going to get home. In the news, this just came out from Stefan Feltz. He would have wanted it this way. <laughs> That's the most depressing way to put that. You oh, my God, I want it so bad. <laughs> we don't know why. His last word was America. Yeah, my last word was <laughs> Volcano Island. <laughs> the doctor thought he was a historian, but we knew better. <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, that's another one of those games, man. Stefan Felds, hey, however you want to do it, get your victory points. Hey, technology, have some points. You want to go this route, have some points. Culture, have some points. It's it's still so much fun. We played a two-player variant the other night. Two players is just as fun as four players. It, it is just such a good game. Yeah, I love it. I want to play it again. We got. I was showing a couple new people how to play like three, four weeks ago when my wife's cousin was in town and I brought him to the store. We only got through two or three year, two or three rounds in the game. And it, was, it made me sad. Yeah. Like, I want to finish this. <laughs> so, now that you have it. Huh? Hey, who knows? After recording. Huh? All right. So, my number one game is another game that uh, we picked up not too long ago and we played a bunch right away before something else got in the way. And that would be Spirium. So, Spirium is probably the most fun I've had with uh, a game this year that came out this year at least this is just a fantastic quick easy worker placement game it's fantastic yeah man Spirium uh, was fighting for a place on my list that game is so good I, I love that to death I love the variation it's so simplistic in it's iconography but there's so many things you can do in that game you know two players it's it's a little weird it's like an incredibly conservative game if you only do two players it's definitely more fun with four or five. Yeah, you gotta have all those people out there fighting for the you know the space between the, each of the cards. Yeah, like you notice if you're doing two player, like in that last round, like only one building is getting bought by somebody, but it could be the game ender just like that too. So it's pretty interesting like that. I played a two player game of that, and that is not a two player game. I played with a uh, friend Nick, and. It just, it was horrible. I have to say, it was really bad. And because we played the two-player game, Nick actually didn't like it at all. Yeah, like, in a two-player game, it's kind of like, um, you're doing more of just, like, a simple engine. Like, you're only producing, like, one sparing per turn, and you're trying to bank up for refinery. And also, like, the personalities are usually a little more effective. 
Mm. Like, you notice the personalities are never used in five-player games because people are like, uh, 12 bucks for two Spirium? Yeah, pass that. Yeah. But, <laughs> but in a two-player game, it's like, yeah, $1 for two Spirium. I can do that. Yeah, everybody stakes out their corner, and that's where you're going to stay. That's yeah. probably the one reason I don't own this game yet because I haven't, I, you know, I usually stock up on two-player games that, you know, play them with Margaret. This is not a game I'd probably play with her, and we don't have a lot of people over, like, family-wise. So I play with you guys. You have a copy. I play it. Um, but I definitely love this game. It's one of my favorites from this last year. Now, Chris, I know you may not like the game as much because it's, it's one of the few times you don't get to trounce people. Is this the one <laughs> Anthony that... is still undefeated. <laughs> still. That is not the only reason I like this game so he, much. Here's a, a steampunk crown that <laughs> has part of a train engine on the side. It's glowing green. <laughs> people run away. They think I'm radioactive. <laughs> It's Anthony walking around with his Spirium shirt on all day. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Spirium? <laughs> it's his new nickname. The back of the shirt says, first place, only place. <laughs> it's all that matters, guys. Starts calling his son Spirium. <laughs> Anthony, the game's not that good. <laughs> he just walks into the publisher's office. Yo, what's up, guys? Where's the coffee? Like, Who's this? <laughs> MC Spirium, man. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta say that is an awesome. Like, it was killing me not to get Spirium on the list, but Stephen Fells just like uh, really blew me away this year with some amazing games. Yeah, I mean, if we're gonna pick, let's say, a designer for the year, it's gotta be Stefan Feld. I mean, yeah. half our half our list is his games. That's not even all the games we've played of his. And there are other ones that we've yet to play that are in the collection now. So Yeah, I just ordered Castles in Burgundy, and it just came in uh, today, actually, because I'm so impressed with the stuff he's put out recently. It's he's done a great job, and it, a lot of time for us, we play a lot of really heavy Euro games and deep Ameritrash type of games. So for us, it's not a big deal to play these Euros and really get into them and go, "Wow, this is a great game!" You know, hour four into the game. But the lighter games, the light to medium weight Euro games, are often looked down upon because they don't have that heavy hurt your brain type of aspect to it. So, Stefan Feld, I feel like he's not getting the credit, at least this year, for some of these great games that he put out, because they are accessible, because they do have at least somewhat an easy, manageable way about going about playing them. So, you can do different things and get different options and have different possibilities. So, you, you feel like you're still playing the game, you're still involved, you still have an opportunity for victory, because you did decide to go a different path than somebody else, and that's really the fun of the game, to be involved and in, in active and build a strategy on your own. Yeah, I mean, if anyone's like biggest complaint is that the games are too accessible, I mean, for all the problems to have in life, that's one of the ones to get. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's kind of a tough spot for him. Like, he falls in between where people who play a ton of board games like look a little down on these medium-weight games, and people who don't play any board games look at the back of the box and have an aneurysm because there's 700,000 pieces in these games. Yeah. You know? But, I mean, like um, the one thing I noticed, too, though, is like, uh, like one of the general things I always hear with Euro games is they're usually not fun, not a lot of like laughing going on at the table, at least not pertaining to the game. Yeah. Like, the laughs are from outside sources. I don't know. I kind of noticed, like, when playing these games, like, uh, take, for example, Bruges. You know, like... You got that one yellow card on you. You have two of the yellow threats. You're like, oh, man, should I do it? Should I do it? Uh, all right, I'm going to play it as a house instead. Then the next turn, you, like, the yellow die comes up a six. You get that yellow threat. Everyone's like, oh, man. Like, you know, you see all your gold wiped out. Yeah. Everyone else is like, you should have backed out. You and it's people are having fun, and it's a Euro. Even Amerigo, like, when, you know, you see somebody, like, when those cubes come down and there's, like, six red, but there's that one yellow, 
And you see them like get that anxiety because they're like, oh my God, if I get those two things of coconuts, it's gonna be like 10 more points, but then I don't get any buildings. Like you see them like getting excited, not like, not detrimental to the choices, but actual like joy over their options. Plus when we played uh, Marigo for the first time, everyone just wanted to drop in the cubes. Oh yeah. It's like, yeah, that tower is like, even that alone, that makes people come over to the table like, what are you guys playing? Yeah. You know, it's like not too many games have like a three dimensional piece and almost a giant tower, you know. Oh, that game is still one of the best. Definitely awesome. All right, so there you have our top three each games for 2013. Um, obviously, we haven't played everything that came out this year. In fact, we have a ton of stuff that we got over you know, the holidays <laughs> that came out in 2013 that we will probably review later in 2014. But um, that's the stuff we played, and we, you know, these are the ones we loved. Yeah, and I got to say, like uh, a quick note on Kim's list, like if, uh, if only Kenzume Goddess came out this year, Jap Enemy Games could have had a clean sweep on her list. Right? <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I mean, like, you know, when we met Erica from uh, Jap Anime, they, you know, awesome games. And I can't wait to see the stuff they have uh, down the road. Yeah, definitely. And I also want to give a special mention out to all the iOS games that came out this year, especially from Playdeck. Did a great job with so many games and really helping expand the hobby to a new audience. Yeah, I I would even say, like, at this point, you can kind of justify picking up an iPad just for, like, the board game content. Sure. Because, you know, hey, Quarters, 50 bucks. Oh, Agricola, 70 bucks. Oh, Pandemic, another $45. All these games you can play on the iPad, and they are cheap, man. Like, you know, the most expensive game I bought was $7. Yeah, and if you wait, like, say over the holiday sale, Playdeck had all their stuff on sale for a buck. Yeah, San Juan, 99 cents. Puerto Rico, 99 cents. Uh, Pandemic, what was that, like $3 or something like that at one point? Yeah, there used to be a time when these games came out, you know, talking about two or three years ago, where having a board game on the iPad was not a good investment. The games didn't games were clunky, they didn't play well, the AI was kind of silly, or, you know, it just didn't look really right. This year, 2013, really I think it's kind of a golden age for these board games on iOS because they look amazing. A lot of work went into these games, not just to make them playable, but to keep the actual feel of the board themselves. In particular, really uh, like a, a quick look Dan was talking about. Here's a game that's about 70, 80 bucks, you can play on the iPad with people. Don't have to worry about 600 different chits and all the different pieces to it. You kind of sit down, you can throw down a game and really enjoy it. Uh, Days of Wonder did a great job with their um, Kickstarter for Small World 2. So when the iPad first came out, Small, Small World was one of the first games that came out with it. Now Small World 2 actually plays great because before you were just playing one-on-one, now you can play up to five people and has all the expansions in it and really translates very well because you can see everything on the board. So a lot of great games out there right now. So uh, next up we have our special flashback segment that we recorded two weeks ago. Um, I think we actually referenced some of them in this last segment, but some of the games we got for each other in our special holiday episode. The Ghost of Christmas Pass (laughs) has returned. Acquisition Disorder Corner. everyone from the bga community to you it's unwrapping time the time of year where we give gifts to each other unwrap them and then remark on whether they're not a good enough gift for us <laughs> i'm your host santa claus santa's not real santa is real now give me back those gifts <laughs> Santa Israel? Apparently. Santa is our friend Israel, who comes to Miri Games, Santa, New York. Santa's Israel? (laughs) 
I always knew there was something up with that beard. See, Drew was throwing us off the trail with that nice, thick beard. but That's why you had to be good around him, because Drew was watching whether you were good or not when you were playing those games. I feel bad about gunning him down in bootleggers now. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to come back to haunt you. Get some coal when we get to the store. Santa's later. a lucky yeah, but... horse head in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Either way, you get the gift. Santa got hardcore. <laughs> New York version, Santa. It's going to be a note. You should have let me go to that second speaker. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find a meepo without its head in <laughs> It's getting this dark. Is... This is getting dark. This is supposed to be a levitist. This is supposed to be fun. This Not is... a normal podcast. <laughs> That's also part of our network. Not another, not a normal podcast. Yeah, right. <laughs> all we already right. do that one. All so right. we do welcome you all to our celebration. Uh, Merry Christmas to all. And whatever holiday you're celebrating at this time that you're listening to this podcast. So um, a little holiday cheer. We actually got gifts for each other. And we wanted to share the occasion with you. So um, maybe we should go around and each person open a gift. Let us know who it's from. And uh, we'll see what happens. And since ladies first, why doesn't Kim open a gift? I'm a lady. That's a I gift didn't too. Know. More of a gift to you, Dan. <laughs> I go it's first. A fact. Two gifts. <laughs> I don't have to check. What'd you get there, Kim? To Kim from Anthony. And Margaret. <laughs> and Margaret. That sounds she like didn't a, write her own name on it. That sounds like a, a, a yeah. Le- you could have wrote it. Mm-hmm. On I, but she wrote the tags. I don't write presents. <laughs> Uh, it's not for Margaret at all. Just, I like, yes, I like the acceptance just, of personal responsibility. I don't write texts. <laughs> I edit podcasts. That's what I do. My handwriting is horrendous. <laughs> you did just put from Anthony and Co. There you go. It, would, you go. it would be like, I got a crew because of his handwriting, it'd be like, to blah, 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 from blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I can tell you that Jack has been stacking and unstacking these for about a day and a half now. So Nice. Stacking. It's going to be an engineer. Them. They're blocks. Wow. It's very cool. Yeah. It's engineering. It's got some engineering skills. Yeah. A couple of them are heavier than others, so he was like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't perishable at all. No. <laughs> so, Kim, let's see what happens. Dig good, and let's see what you got. So, Kim is opening a red box. To the people at home, it is a red box. She's doing it very slowly. The paper is holiday-themed. It is a Christmas tree. Uh, she seems quite happy and or excited with herself. She's not sure what she is. Oh, she's starting to get a look at it. She has removed the paper, folks. She has removed the paper. And it's... <gasps> oh, it's the Talisman Frostmarsh expansion. Talisman. I'm making you, everyone, play this. And we are all hating Anthony right now. <laughs> we are all hating Anthony. <laughs> Dirty looks are happening. You haven't even played Talisman. I, I, I haven't. I'm, I'm, I think it's going to be fun. All right, we're gonna start Christmas. I can hear the sarcasm in your voice yeah. when you say that. It's the holiday season. There is a lot of hard sarcasm. <laughs> I like Talisman. It's I have fun. not played it. I'm looking forward to playing it. I actually am. It is, it is fun. I, it looks when you, great. When you play it with me, you're gonna have a lot of fun. I have no doubt. <laughs> oh, I really want to play it. I haven't played it before. It's it's a classic. I really want to. Thank try it you, Anthony. I, I was telling Dan that I wanted to get this because we already have um, the uh, werewolf one. No, we didn't get the werewolf yet. We got. Oh, that's right. I wanted the werewolf. Like one. the sacred pool, the city. Yeah, and then I saw this one online, and I looked at it. it looked I know you have the Reaper. We ran from that guy yeah. for like three hours. <laughs> and I like how every time he came along. And hey, it guys. killed nobody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the Grim Specter of Death. See you later. So that was awesome. Okay, Dan, would you like to? Sure. I will. Taste so, so Kim, before now we go maybe forward. Maybe seconds. Kim, is that is that thumbs up? 
Thumbs you up. Please this punch. She's a please this punch. This is a podcast. I can't give thumbs up because people aren't gonna know. Yeah, this is a thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> and what'd you get? It is a dice evening game. Oh. Viva Java. Which is also a tie-in to the Brew Crafters. Yeah. This but, is awesome. I actually read about this a while ago. You actually, like, uh, you go around, you got to find the perfect beans to make the blends so your, like, coffee house has the best stuff on the market. It sounds so cool, man. You know you have to this drink is coffee awesome. when you I drink this. coffee every time I play any game, so it's just going to fit in even <laughs> better with this. This is really cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, of course. Yeah, our store had a copy for, what, like... Two three months, and then right when you were about to get it, he shipped it back. Yeah, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my most loyal customers wants something. Get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you want to play this now? I love the art. Yeah. This is very Physical. cool, man. Oh, I cannot wait to start this, especially with the double espresso. Yeah. Okay. Thematic. Got a gift from Anthony so far. Anthony's gifts have been good. Let's say we got. I'm breaking things, clearly. It's got multiple pieces. I just have to say, it is a board game, so everyone's going to make a lot of noise. Just saying. I don't know what you're going to hear from that. All right. Just kind of ruining the Christmas tradition of shaking the gift and taking the joy out of... Do you want to put gifts? it on a postal scale to see if you can come <laughs> down with your guesses? I go look online to see what are the weights of the games are to try to figure it out. Oh, can you balance it on your head? I might be able to. Typically, Rio Grande games weigh about between 6 and 6.2 pounds. I find that age. <laughs> hey, Trajan! It's a Stefan Feld game. Our buddy Stefan. Yeah, we talked about this way back. Yeah, actually, I was hearing about this one again recently. Thank you, Anthony. This was great. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stefan Feld has been doing quite well with us. I'm looking forward to playing this. Is that the uh, the Rome theme one? Yeah. Yeah. The, oh my God, I saw that before. So many pieces, so many parts. Yuri did not have this in at any point. I have seen it very rarely. Yeah. Very cool. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And it looks like it has uh, the, the dishes. So it looks like it has once again that kind of like multiple action kind yeah, of situation. Yeah, it's, it's definitely got the Feld genes in it. This and. Uh, <laughs> Somebody recommended this and um, Castles of Burgundy to me. Castles of Burgundy, I've heard lots of good things about. Yeah. It's another Feld. Exactly. Yeah. Everyone's like, you know, you're going to feel a lot of the same. When you, like, uh, somebody described his games kind of like when you read the same author. It all kind of blends because you're so used to that style. Yeah. But I love that stuff, man. It's, it's so fun when... Yeah, but he finds different themes, so it's not like... Different themes, and I just like the idea of, hey, do you want to do this and try to win? You can. Instead of, oh, if you're not doing this, you've already lost. So, just to give you a heads up, um, as you already know, one of your gifts is coming to you sometime in the future. Ooh, <laughs> we got you a copy. Ghost of, of Christmas future. <laughs> yeah. Brew Crafters, whenever it does release, we have a copy coming for you. Awesome. But there was one other thing that I got on a cart online that we were going to be co-owners on. Okay. Because it was something that you said you wanted, and something I kind of wanted. And since the embargo will be over... The drama's killing me. Yes. Once the next set of clicks comes out, it's in that shopping cart. So in about a month or so, okay. we will be playing Battle Lore. Oh! Yes. Yes. More Terranoth. Nice. I love the Terranoth. Which side do you want? <laughs> um, whichever is the worst and most evil and diabolical. Okay, so not the humans? <laughs> Pretty much. Or definitely the humans. Definitely. Well, if I play humans, <laughs> I'm just going to put like little like business suits on them. And yeah. <laughs> give them like little lawyer cases. <laughs> oh, I'm psyched. Yeah, it's, I saw a couple of the guys playing at the store. They said it was really, really good. 
So I figured, you know, since we got a wave of stuff coming in now, about a month from now, when the next set of clicks comes out, a little time has passed by. We're like, oh, what do we feel like new? Bam, we got it. Battle lore. Yes. Yeah, when is that? Uh, I think it's going to be, it's out now, but it should be to us, I think, on 20th of January or first week of February. Because I got a pre-release in that card. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. Nice. So That's awesome, man. <laughs> but we wanted to still give you a little something to hand out. Oh, yeah. open it. Anthony is opening his gift. <laughs> to repeat, Anthony is opening his gift. What kind of paper is it? It is a holiday theme, Kim. It seems <laughs> to be a beige with presents printed on it. Um, I'm hoping that it is recyclable paint paper, Kim, because we need to be responsible at this time of year. I just That's not what wrapping. Santa would say. Okay, Kim. So you're not Santa. How would you know? Yeah, you don't know. Maybe the sled runs on clean fuel. It's true. Solar power. It's possible. Solar powered reindeer. Why do so, they have those? Animals? So how do you write at night? Solar power. Does no it sun... takes a charge up all year. When Rudolph's nose goes red, now it's time to ride. None of that, but North Pole, six months of you know, sun. It's true. Work. We are on the edge of those rails, guys. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweet. Awesome. More attack when you have to hear you say, awesome. I don't know if I want to play this anymore. <laughs> Not even five minutes ago. So <laughs> Okay, but that was being facetious. I really do want to play this. I just want to find somebody to play with who's not very much ten miles ahead of me with the game, you know? Well, but, I figured, like, it would be good, like, yeah, like definitely. in the group. Because, like, we can do, like, a, a two-on-two or, like, a one-on-one -on -one each side. Like, me and Chris can do Star, Star Trek, and you and Dan can do Star Wars. Like, you know. The Empire will reign supreme. <laughs> I do have a lot more TIE Fighters now than I do <laughs> X-Wings. This is awesome, though. Thank you. This is the Interceptor. I don't have this one. Sweet. We got to do more attack thing. Yeah. yeah. Kim? Love this game. Oh, it's my turn again? It's your turn again. Do you want to describe the paper? Kim, what we're Deja looking vu. at here is a the red paper. paper. The people at home don't know that. The gift is to Kim and from an Anthony fellow. And co. And co. <laughs> we have to make those legal disclaimers. Margaret's not here to represent herself. She was involved in every step of the process. Did she wrap it? She did wrap it. <laughs> and wrote out the tag. She did write out the tag. You just observed. Well, That's I, good, though. I did observe. I, I, I really love our NPR podcast here. And now the dogs are... <laughs> under the wrapping paper. <laughs> and Kim, what, what was the present that was received? Oh, it's the dragon expansion for Talisman. Bam! Oh, I was, I was at this store. close to getting it for her. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm glad you didn't. <laughs> or did he? I had it in my hands. And I looked at it as one online. I'm like, alright, maybe I'll just do the online and see if we can get him beforehand. And we walked out of the store and I was gonna go back, but she was right there and I didn't want to see me getting it. So I was like, alright, I'll come back later. Oh, that was almost bad. <laughs> I texted you, I asked. I, well, like I said, it was just like on a Wednesday. Like, we were there, and I'm like, I'm like, oh, my God, they have everything at Talisman. She kind of wants a little something else. Oh, I'm glad I did. <laughs> that wouldn't be bad. <laughs> this is awesome, Anthony. Thank you. Of course. The, the reason why I wanted to play Talisman in the first place because was because on the box there was a dragon, right? So they have this rinky-dink card of a dragon that you fight, but it's just like an adventure card. And what the dragon expansion does is it fills in the inner it makes it completely different and they have like a little 
dragon on the side that I guess you have to do something with. But I was I heard about this, and the reason why I wanted this because it, it was the dragon. Cool. Yeah. We, we need to play that part. one. Well, they we, layer. They what, layer. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. So we can play like the one with death, this one, and this one all okay. in one game. So like that center area where it was going to be the, like you had to fight the werewolves and you made the deal with death. Now it's all dragons. It actually stacks instead yeah, of on the side I like the that. city. New you see the sculpt in the too for the dragon. Yeah. I like. Uh, well, after you talked about it last time, I was like, I saw it and I was like, oh, it looks cool. And I saw the sculpt. I'm like, that's awesome. The, I love the uh, the dragon girl. Like she actually has dragon claws on her hands yeah. and like scale armor. That looks awesome. I can't wait to play this now. I have to play this before Christmas. As cool as everyone looks in that, I actually want to use the Minotaur first. Yeah, the Minotaur, right? You didn't even know there was a Minotaur in there. It's awesome. <laughs> okay, you see a fairy one of you in front of you. What are you going to do? I'm going to smash it. You're in the town. What are you going to buy? I'm going to smash it. <laughs> you look awesome. I don't know if these look like the... Um... Like three new types of cards, too. Like different dragon styles. Well, because I was going to say, you know how it has good, evil, and neutral? That would be awesome. Like, that looks like Dragon it Alice. could be. I got to open this later. I need to open this later. Thank you. I'm glad we didn't double dip on that. <laughs> Do we know anybody else who likes Talisman? <laughs> <laughs> should, I, should I open up yours next? Uh, yeah, if you want. Who, what else did you... Oh, you want to do the three fur? I had a guess as to what this might be. <laughs> Go ahead. It doesn't have to we live together. But <laughs> I can't hide things from you as much. Is that from... You from you, yes. Is that Jason? You <laughs> or is that uh, it actually is from Jason? You is it from Jason? Oh, you, I, I love that. That guy's really good, or is that more like uh, Pokemon? You <laughs> or Mewtwo? I was gonna say, Mewtwo, ah! it's from Mewtwo. I see what you did there. Is that what you got to say? Wait, <gasps> you got a po our nickname from Pokemon? That's sure, why not? <laughs> and that surprises you But to be fair, how? there's 9,000 Pokemon. It's almost hard to find a word in the English language that isn't a Pokemon now. Well, we don't go around saying Pikachu all the time. I call you my, don't. Or Bulbasaur. Bulbasaur. I call my boss Trubbish. <laughs> <laughs> and it is another Steven Feld's game. Which one is it, Dan? It is Amerigo. It's Amerigo. It's Amerigo. <laughs> Dun, 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 dun. One of my top choices of this year. That dice tower is so awesome. Yes. We need this on one table, Bruges on the other, Trajan on another. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's a film kind of year. It's going to be everyone's <laughs> winning at the same time. <laughs> Thank you so much. Awesome. For Chris, you have your choice. You can take what's in the bag. Oh, it's in the box. Damn it. Any any suggestions from the audience? Yeah. Take the box. The box. This is the worst game show ever. I know. Let's go with the box. The box. 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 I'll take the bag. Okay. Non box. Oh, it's a whammy. It's to Chris. That that works. And it's from you and Mew. That's weird. You too. You too. Did I say Mew Mew? No, you did. No, did I really? No. Oh. <laughs> I just didn't want to be left out. <laughs> Is it? Hey, it's over there. Thank hey. you. And the Tempest Universe builds. As it, as it should. Awesome. What's even better is now you must play. 
Yeah. Because it's yeah. sweet. That's awesome. I've been wanting to play this. I was going to say, we're no but longer it's... Drew dependents just to be able to. <laughs> <laughs> so I love when true. you get a gift for your friend. You're like, now let's play because I want to play this now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. This is great. Yeah, Dominator is a great game. We um, talked about this before. It's, it's a new love letter, Tempest Universe. has all the different characters, and you get to play. I think it's like seven or eight different characters in each game, so it's a lot of fun. They, and it's, it's a pretty it's a pretty crunchy game. So oh, yeah. thank you guys, appreciate it. Awesome, it. yay! We heard about it on uh, your top three requests of the year. Yeah, I looked around, not in stock, not in stock, not in stock, not in stock. We found one shop that had one in. Nice. Whoa. We we're like yoink. <laughs> <laughs> so it was very lucky find. Anthony. What we're looking at is a very thin package. It is a white on silver um, <laughs> snowman design. It's it's, it's two... on white. Oh, I will throw you off this sled, Missy. It's two Dan, violent. Two, two Anthony from who is that? Dan and the person who keeps interrupting me. <laughs> it was hard to fit all that on the table, but I write small. I, I like I like the commitment there. Anthony's opening. He's looking disappointed. Nope. He's turning. <gasps> oh, cool. More custom piece. Now one of each of us. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It's the Duke custom expansion pack. Customization expansion pack, I should say. So, mad six stickers, blank tiles. Can you just put a hit on every square and just like, bam, I hit everybody? Well, that would make the game kind of lame. I could. You could. It could just be like if I'm playing with somebody I don't like. <laughs> Game over. No if you ever make a tile of me, though, it has to be that when it flips, you roll two d6s to find out where on the grid he can hit. <laughs> Chaotic, like me. Yes. That done. would be. <laughs> That's awesome. And it just shows a big question mark. What does he do now? <laughs> you can find out. <laughs> awesome. This is fantastic, guys. Thanks. Because uh, the base set comes with, like, with one tile, I think. To customize like half a sticker sheet, so yeah, because I heard you say um, on a recent episode that you got all the expansions, but you didn't say that you picked up the customizable ones. Nope. No, I didn't so. get this one. So now I have all of the Dukes. Yes. <laughs> now everybody has to play it. So we're doing Dude, it on Christmas. I can't wait to play that one. I yeah. still got to play that game. It sounds so awesome. And it's mm -hmm. quick. There's not like there's you know half these games we have to play are like it's three hours. We don't have time for that. It's I heard I heard on a few things like people saying like it actually replaced chess as their favorite abstract game now. Totally, so. I can see that. All right, Kim, your turn. What paper am I, uh, does it have? It's mystery paper. It is. Oh! Where's the dog? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Not and? recycling. Oh! Dungeon roll. For some reason, I kept thinking it was dungeon dice. Because it's nice in there. That works. Yeah. Let's go with that. And I got the expansion one, too. And the expansion. Oh, the Hero so boosters. Pack nice. number one, which I'm assuming that they're going to come out with new packs. Probably. This is a game that they can make as many expansions as they want. Yeah. Nice. Plus, one thing I'm working on is um, making a backpack card for people, too. Oh, uh, that'd be cool. To put, yeah. To put your XP and your tokens and everything in. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Thank you. You're welcome. Danny Book? Again on your list? All right. So there's a specific order. Yeah, I think that's the first one. Should say number one on it. Yes, number one. What could it be? Curious as to how this. Oh, Chris worked this out right. He got to go last for all of us. I don't know how that. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> because we layered it. <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> I can't tell what it is by the shape. It it's feels a... pretty solid. 
my god. It's so paper. <laughs> <laughs> you would never know. It's nothing but paper. It's in a hurry. It's wrapped it around and around and around. <gasps> Fantasy flight. What game is it? Don't care. It's <laughs> <laughs> Fantasy Flight 579311 4. <laughs> Dude, Arcana, this is awesome. Hey. Oh, that's awesome. That's the one. Uh, that's the uh, Guild of Caldewan universe. Yeah, yeah. yeah, and the art is uh, like very much like that Masquerade game too. Yeah. I saw it. It looks beautiful. Oh yeah, that's awesome. This is, this is the game that we also figured out. It would cost you twice as much yes. to sleeve it as it is to get it. <laughs> so just buy three copies. That's true. <laughs> this card's worn. Toss. <laughs> All right, now open the big one. Again, very solid. <laughs> I don't think there's cubes. What? Mythic battles? That's awesome. It does. It's like 300 meets Hades. Ooh. Yeah, it's it's a really interesting game. It's from ILO. It's a one-on-one -on -one <laughs> game, and you're playing the forces of Hades versus Athena. And awesome. the artwork is amazing. You have a deck of cards. So when your guy gets hit, you actually flip cards over to show the damage, and the card artwork shows him getting hurt oh, as you flip nice. it. Yeah, it actually says, um, like, miniature, board, and card games. And this is the greatest tagline I've ever heard on a game. Write your legend in the blood of the fallen! <laughs> Merry Christmas! <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome! It seems like the perfect mix of, like, Summoner Wars and Mage Wars. Because you do have a little bit of an army, but it's a one-on-one. -on -one. We have special abilities. Oh, that's fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, double side. I think this is going to be great. Yeah, you were telling me about this before, when you, I think probably when you picked it out for him. And I, was, I had not heard of it somehow. It's you been, said it was very It's been famous, under but. the radar, but the artwork and the gameplay are, are tremendous. Yeah, it definitely. It looks awesome as can be, man. I think when you when we play this, when you review it, you're going to love this. Because I think this is, it, in some ways, it does beat out, or it does take the best elements of both Summoner Wars and Mage Wars. Yeah, it sounds like each of the characters even have individual skills. Like it yeah. says on this card, like he's a sentry and skilled uh, warrior. And, and look at the, the artwork is amazing. On yeah, absolutely. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I like the Roman archer. Open the other thing. I feel like One you're more. building up to something. You got Arcana, Mythic Battles. We're gonna do Magic Leader. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm drenched in the fantasy realms of that. That's an interesting sound. It is. <laughs> it's something in a box. Okay. <laughs> I like to know that Chris likes like I do. I Use all the paper. <laughs> no time for cutting. Yeah. Cut it too big. Oh. <laughs> Next year, Margaret's gonna get a call. I Can you wrap a lot of stuff? <laughs> <laughs> and that's why it had to be one, two, three. Ah. ah. The expansion. Nice. Nice. Bloody don't have <laughs> the names of these taglines are awesome. Because if you're gonna have a game, you gotta have the expansion. What? Come on, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, knows the new scenario, so that sounds pretty cool too. So just a straight out. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, this is awesome, dude. Wait till you get to the deck. I'm telling you. Oh, this is gonna be dope. I can't wait for this. This Sweet. is gonna be so cool, man. Thank you so much. Yeah. And I get the bear. I'm drenched in fantasy. Ooh, the bear has things <laughs> yeah, in it. And history, a little bit of history. A little bit of history. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, they fought Hades? That never really happened. Yeah, but what if it did? <laughs> what if it did? He's like, how do you know? You weren't alive back then. <laughs> do you have any photos proving it didn't? <laughs> what do we got? This is opening the package. What's it look like, Anthony? Ooh. It's green with snowflakes. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tech wing. 
And I got the Romulan ship, the Vo, the USS Excelsior. Cool. The Klingon ship, the something I can't pronounce. <laughs> Korgaga? Korgaga? Korgaga. Korgaga. <laughs> Hey, and the new Cardassian ship. Awesome. I could have saw you said Cardassian ship. What did you say? Cardassian. Cardassian. This okay. this is not piloted by the Cardassians. That's a totally different show. Is that the ship that has no talent of its own <laughs> and for somehow yet everyone wants to use that ship? <laughs> yeah, Kanye wrote a song about that. It's like that's my favorite ship. <laughs> Thank you guys. That's it. Awesome. That's the whole new wave. Um I don't Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Awesome. So Here's one thing that I found out. Um, finding like people in game stores that are knowledgeable about Attack Wing doesn't happen often because in multiple places I ask, is this the stuff of Deep Space Nine? And here's what I got across the board. I think so. <laughs> that sounds about right. So based on three I think so's, I was like, well, I know Deep Space Nine is his favorite of the series. So. <laughs> is any of those from Deep Space Nine or did nobody know anything at all about this game? Not a one, right? The, <laughs> the attack wing currently right now is they're doing a story arc, so it is a Deep Space Nine story arc. So these ships are all from all of the Star Treks, but they're playable now in the, oh, okay. in, the in the Deep Space Nine universe. That makes sense. You asked yeah. me the same question. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> you guys should listen to a podcast. Well, I, I, I Googled <laughs> two of the ships, and it brought me to a Wikipedia page where I made it through four senses. I'm like, done, done, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he can train them off if you don't like him. <laughs> Actually, Frank had these. We just played We played these ships yesterday. We did a, uh, a little mini tournament, Frank awesome. and I. How did they so, play? Pretty good? They played pretty good. Sweet. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Nice. Right. See, now you're... See, see. Oh, there sounds like there's wood in there. <laughs> it does. I should note, this is also heavy. It's a red, shiny paper. Um, it, the paper is very shiny. From Chris's home? From Chris's home. It was Chris Rapp, not from Market Inc. Market Inc. Market Inc. Okay. I didn't uh, shop out my wrapping this year. Notice the heavy layered paper technique. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, that is awesome. There it goes. This is awesome. Thank you so much. It is the War of the Ring. Nice. J.R.R. Tolkien, Lord of the Rings, epic monster, super miniature based. Oh, man, this is so cool. Thank yeah. you so much. Sure. Now we just gotta see the movie now. Is that the I one know. with like a bazillion <laughs> minis in it? Yes. It does. It's <laughs> Anthony approved. <laughs> it's so good that it, it actually has two places on Board Game Geek's Top 100. Really? This one and then the Collector's Edition, which is the same game, it's just different, better components. That is sick, yeah. The Collector's Edition, which is roughly the price of a small home. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I feel bad because I know in the last podcast, I was like, I don't really want that. <laughs> I do really want that. It was just like, you know. You, you didn't want to buy it. Yeah, it's exactly. Be was it up there on one of your Grail games? Yeah, pretty much. Like, I would love that game so much, but it's, a, it's never going to happen if, from my own pocket. But this is amazing. Yeah, great. Thank you. Looking forward to it. What did Kim get? Kim is opening a poinsettia-based wrapping paper, <laughs> and by that I mean it's not made of poinsettias, but the it's artwork ripped. is poinsettia, and the paper is now ripped. Kim is playing yeah, with the paper. It. She's confused. She is spinning around the table. 
she's waving her arms wildly. Um, how do I wave my arms when I'm opening up the paper? It's very strange how you're doing that. I'm, I'm I just placed the gift wrap on the She's on her, her head at the moment. I'm not sure what she's opening with her feet. <laughs> hey, I could do that. She's, she's with the X-Men. <laughs> <laughs> it's her mutant power, opening gifts with her feet. I think it weighs more than she does. I'm not sure. Everything weighs more than I do. Oh, that's true. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! I wanted this. I just didn't want to buy it. <laughs> so it's funny. That is awesome, Chris. Thank you. Sure. Oh, I want to paint those. What so did bad. you get, Kim? Oh, sorry. For our <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I got the Super Dungeon Explore game from Soda Pop Ooh. Miniatures. Oh. This looks awesome. It's a little, little add-on from your birthday too, so totally yeah. I got you the Hello Kitty mugs, but I still want to give you some more on top. I love my Hello Kitty mugs. Yeah. Christian did the so Grail much. games this time. Yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. And we have like two cubic tons of minis Miniatures. to paint. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and by that we mean you. Oh, <laughs> no, because that's what the holiday's about. I might have to dump my current project though, because I don't want to paint boats anymore. I want to paint this. <laughs> That is awesome, man. We're going to have so many uh, battles ahead. Yeah, I know. Uh, yeah. So that's it for us as far as the gifts, gift going goes. And we hope that you all had a great holiday with some great games, playing with family and friends, and hopefully found some tremendous finds underneath the tree. Yeah, and just um, from me to all of you guys, thank you so much. Like, this is really awesome. Yeah. Um, just this whole experience, I don't know, like the last few months we've been working on this has just been incredible. It has been. It's been so. awesome. It's like it's nice to have something to look forward to. It's like I'm, I get revved up like every time. Like, you know, by the end of the week, you're beat from work. You know, you're a little tired, and then it's like, oh, it's almost Sunday. We're gonna record again. So, I, I always love this. This is such a cool part of the week, man. Yeah. So. I'm flabbergasted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, myself like, too. I mean, obviously, there's so much to be thankful for, and it's really during this time where we really should take stock. And I'm really thankful for all of your friendships, and it's, this podcast has been great, and each one of you are really special to me. So I'm really, I'm really glad me and Dan actually got into this board gaming stuff. Yeah. Because, like, before it was Magic, and then after that, we just stumbled into Myriad. Yeah. Because we thought it was a video game store. <laughs> really? Yeah. First yeah. time we drove by, like, because uh, it was on, like, a little side trip, and... At the time, I was starting to get into collecting, like, vintage video games. Sure. Like, old 8-bit Nintendo things and stuff like that. And um, a couple weeks earlier, I found, like, Dragon Warrior 2 in a little mom-and-pop shop for, like, $7. I'm nice. like, good, you ain't kidding. Yeah. And when I saw the sign, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, maybe I'll luck out. Maybe do the same thing. And uh, the first thing that hooked me was picking up D&D minis. They had the Beholder set for the retail price instead of the inflated online price. <laughs> Picked it up, and the guy's like, yeah, you know, we, we, they have this and that in the back. You should come by on the weekends. A lot of people play stuff. We came by the next weekend, and that was that. Yep. Ever since. Yeah, we should also say, you know, we're also, I think I speak for everybody, we're really thankful for our friends down at Myriad Games, um, everyone who runs the store, and everyone who plays with us, especially Stent On Board Gamers Meetup Group, and uh, everybody out there who's listening to this podcast right now, whether you whether we know you or whether you listen, thank you so much. We hope to bring you, continue to bring you great podcasts throughout the year, and really want to have more of your interactions. So contact us through all our social media outlets. And let us know so we would be part of, the, of what we're doing here and part of our family. Absolutely. And um, 
So one of the things that we're also going to be talking about soon is going to be our favorite games of the year and like our favorite moments. And we want you guys like, you know, get on Facebook, let us know what your favorite games were, what games you played with your family over the holiday, what things you want to recommend to the other people, like the things that you and your family just love coming together for. Like we love to hear from everyone about what their favorite things were and what interests everyone out there. Yeah, especially what you're looking for in 2014 because it's right around the corner. Uh, <laughs> and embargo is over. It is. <laughs> the embargo is over. We have to play all these games before new ones comes out, though. It's going to be hard. It's going to. I don't know if Dan's going to wait for that. <laughs> <laughs> Although you did get one off the list, so that is true. Probably the biggest one. That is. Oh yeah. Oh, cannot wait. And at least three others will look awesome. So I know. It, the good news is. We're all just going to be fighting with each other now. They're like, no, play my new game. Look <laughs> <laughs> <Like> you guys. <laughs> it's like we have to draw from a hat. Yeah. Aww. Did you read the rules yet? No, then we're not playing your game. <laughs> and the best part is we're going to have a ton of things to review over the weeks coming up. <laughs> <in. laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's play some. Yeah. All right, so uh, from all of us to all of you, thank you so much for listening, and thank you guys so much for everything. Um, that is everything for this week. This is Anthony. This is Kim. This is Dan. And this is Chris, and until next time, we'll save you a seat at the table. Alright, so we now have a tremendously large list of games to start opening, in some cases gluing, uh, painting, <laughs> learning, playing. <laughs> Alright, so I think I have a good idea on what we should figure out what to play next. Whoever can successfully open a package, punch out all their chits, <laughs> and get the board set up first is what we're going to play. Ready? And... There are no rules. <laughs> Give me that bag! Give me that bag! <laughs> ah, Kim got dungeon rolled. That game is too quick. <laughs>